Welcome to Content Folks, a content marketing podcast that will teach you absolutely nothing about content, but maybe a little something about the folks behind it. I'm your host, Fio, and here is today's guest. My name is Lily Uwaja. I'm a fractional content manager or head of content. It doesn't really matter the title. Most people know me as the creator of the Lima framework, and some people know me from my time back at Animals. Is this what an eight-year-old Lily thought your career trajectory would be? Uh, no, definitely not. <laughs> eight-year-old Lily wanted to be an astronaut, even though I, I don't feel like she thought it was actually something that was going to happen, but she definitely thought she would be in a more creative than analytical role. Did you like dream about space or build rockets or something? No, it wasn't anything crazy like that. It was just every other kid wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, something. And on the uh, the almanac, there was this career that looked different. It looked very, you know, it was curious. And I've always been drawn to things that are mysterious, different. And so I just, I want to be this, an astronaut. <laughs> and then what happened between wanting to be an astronaut and becoming a content marketer? Okay, so a lot of things happened. I've always been a writer, actually. I won lots of awards for writing through school. It has always been something that came naturally to me. I would pick a book and not sleep until I finished it. And you know, when you read, the stories start to come, right? When I hit teenage, I felt like I was either going to be a writer or a singer, an author, you know, fiction or a singer. Then I realized, oh, you need a lot of money and a lot of publicity to actually make these two things work. <laughs> so what's the next best thing? What's the realistic thing to do? And then I settled for entrepreneurship and like lots and lots of things. But what finally brought me here was having a baby. Very crazy, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So when I had my first child, I started looking for stuff that was more flexible, stuff I could do from home, where I couldn't sacrifice, you know, my ambition for being uh, my definition of a good mother. Because, I mean, being home with your kid doesn't mean you're a good mother, but that was kind of like the definition I had then. And I wanted to be able to be there and still not sacrifice my ambition. And so I started looking for stuff I could do online. And that was how I found that people can actually pay you to write because those sites actually make money. I was kind of curious, what, what's, uh, what's the reason why all these sites put up content? What's the catch? There's no one who's that generous, is there? <laughs> and so I found out that you could make money from writing. And that was when I started the blog. And then companies started reaching out to have me write for their blogs. And somehow I'm more a content marketer now than a blogger. <laughs> well, fair enough. You mentioned that a potential career option was singer. So I'll jump to a question about music. What's a song that's guaranteed to put you in a good mood? And by the way, if you want to sing it, just go for it. Okay. <laughs> I have two songs. I can choose. Oh, let me just give you one. Taking Care. It's by Moses Please. It's actually a Christian song. Do I want to sing? Okay, let me try. <laughs> new miracles every day. New testimonies everywhere. Latest grace I receive daily, daily. I know Jesus is taking care of me. I'm here to testify. Jesus is taking care of me. Oh, Jesus is looking after me. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I'm 
tearing up right now. <laughs> this is unexpected. <laughs> this is so good. Thank you. Yeah, it, it's basically a reminder every day whenever I'm feeling anxious or like anything to have one gratitude for what I have and assurance that, you know, there's someone higher up who is watching over me. Thank you for the song. We talked about two potential careers. Now let's talk about another type of work, which is household chores. What household chores or DIY activities do you particularly enjoy? I'm not a very big fan of household chores, but I'll take dishes. If if I had to choose something, I'll take <laughs> doing the dishes. I really love um, water, flowing water, especially. It's just, it's therapeutic. Is it because of like the sound, the feeling, all of it? All of it, all of it. I love being in water. I love the sound of water. Water is somehow related to the next question. Do you have one item of clothing you'd be very sad to shrink in the wash? I'm not very attached to my stuff, but I'm very attached to people's stuff. So I have several pieces of clothing that I would really be sad for my kids, my mom, my <laughs> partner, my sisters, <laughs> but none of my own. Well, let's talk about food. Is there one specific dish you love that you can make without looking at the recipe? Most of the things I, I make, I don't look at the recipe, but my favorite would be the Nigerian jollof, right? It's an experience. Making it every time is like, you know, you're experimenting, you have all the flavors in your head and you're like, oh, what happens when I combine this with this? And each time the taste, the flavor, everything is different. So let's say I'm traveling through time and space to come for dinner today and you're making me Nigerian jollof rice. How do you make it? The most important thing with the Nigerian jollof is the sauce, right? The rice, you need to boil it to a point where it's almost done. We like our rice kind of hard. I like my rice kind of hard. I'm not going to speak for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it boils to a point where it's, it's edible, but it's not like soft. You set that aside and cool it so it, it doesn't get cooking, right? And then you fry the onions, stir fry the onions with vegetable oil and uh, tomatoes and red bell peppers, chilies, like all the peppers you can find. <laughs> and then garlic and ginger. Add some MSG. There's no Nigerian food without MSG. <laughs> and salt. I like to stir fry my crayfish as well. And then add the rice and bay leaves on top. Cover it and then let it dry and let it burn just a little bit. That's that burnt flavor has this smoky, tasty, you know. <laughs> Sounds great. I wish I could travel for that actually. <laughs> if you were invited onto a non-marketing podcast as a subject matter expert, what would your go-to topic be? I feel like it would be something that has to do with growth, not as in marketing growth. It could be growth mindset. It could be financial growth. I'm just someone who's always looking for opportunities and what's next. Many people don't know this, but I started my first business when I was 10 for this very reason. What was it about? It was snacks and uh, drinks that I sold at school. I made them and sold them at school. Oh, you made them yourself. That's cool. Yeah, and I didn't even know how to make them. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't stop you? <laughs> no, and I, I did pretty well. I did pretty well with it. So yeah, that, that would be what the topic would be. Growth mindset, financial management, and growing your assets, whatever it is that just has to do with growth. If you were to win a major award, including one that you completely made up, what would that be for? 
So I, I listened to some of the previous episodes and I think you were asking for an Oscar Academy Awards, right? And I thought about it and I figured I would probably win best original song or something like that because I wrote songs in the past. I mean, I, I can write, but I, I don't feel like my writing would ever win anything. <laughs> I mean, it might, but <laughs> what kind of uh, what kind of songs do you write or did you used to write? I used to write R&B and gospel. Did you like just write them for yourself or would you perform? I did perform. I performed up till when I was like 19 was when I stopped. I actually went for X Factor once. <laughs> Can we talk about that for a second? <laughs> I need to know more. <laughs> yeah, I, I went. I uh, went from just to Lagos to participate in the first X Factor audition in, in uh, Nigeria. I scaled through all the singing stages actually. But I flopped really bad at the interview because the interview was, was like, why do you like to sing? And I was like, it just makes me happy because I like to sing. Like, <laughs> and they'll ask another question and somehow I'll just tie it back to, ah, oh, because it's natural and I like to sing. But it took me some time. And as a marketer also to realize that what they were looking for was actually a story where I was giving them what I thought they wanted to hear. <laughs> Would you do it again? Um, I don't know. There's a rush that I get when I climb on the stage. And I would say I perform better life than in the studio. But I don't know if I have it in me anymore. It's <laughs> really scary to stand in front of so many people. <laughs> but at least now as a marketer, you know what story they want to hear. So, <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> Two more, and this is short, but it's important. What color do you want the thumbnail for this episode to be? And why this specific choice of color right now? I would have chosen yellow because I feel like yellow is playful. And this podcast means, you know, that we get to relax and chat about stuff that isn't typical. But I'm torn because black is more like my color. Like it's more like mystery. And <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, I guess yellow, black or both. Interesting. I've never done a split thumbnail yet, but I might. We'll see when this episode comes out what I've decided to do. <laughs> And then finally, the big philosophical one. Lily, we know you as a content person, but what makes you a content one? What's your idea of happiness? It's always been freedom, impact, and control. These three things. Freedom, time, money, freedom, impact. I want to make sure that the work that I'm doing isn't just making people money, but it's actually like doing something in either the reader's life or the founder's life. Paying it forward as well gives me joy seeing my mentees progress. I woke up one day and I just realized that the people that I have as friends and uh, mentees and mentors are people that I would never have dreamed that, you know, my former self, my younger self would have never dreamed to have these people in my circle. And it gives me a sense of contentment and then working for myself. When I say working for myself, it means like being crazy enough to scale back my income. <laughs> if it means more time right now to prioritize something else, all of that makes me content. Thanks for listening to Content Folks. Today's episode was brought to you by Growth Mindsets, Schoolyard Entrepreneurialism, and that smoky, tasty, burnt flavor. Thanks to Lily for coming over and to Leila for producing and editing the episode. Until next time. <laughs>